of the unique features of the Living Church of Jesus Christ is its ever-expanding body of fundamental spiritual knowledge about man's identity and purpose, which enlarges the memory of this people. Scripture declares that ye should consider on the blessed and happy state of those that keep the commandments of God. For behold, they are blessed in all things, and if they hold out faithful to the end, they are received into heaven and dwell with God in a state of never-ending happiness. We come having prayed and prepared. For many of us, there are pressing worries and earnest questions. We want to renew our faith in our Savior Jesus Christ strengthen our ability to resist temptation and avoid distractions. We come to be taught from on high. The purpose of this and every general conference is to help us to hear him. Hey everyone, welcome to Conference Talk, episode 42. <laughs> I almost forgot there for a second. Shelby and Kevin with you. How are you doing, Kev? Doing fantastic. Thank you, Shel. Yeah. And uh, I'm doing great, too. Thanks for asking, even though you didn't. <laughs> yeah, I need to get better at that. I'm just kidding. I love you. Um, but we're going to talk about Elder Uchtdorf's talk today. That's called God Will Do Something Unimaginable. And this is actually, isn't it the last talk in the Saturday morning? I mean, afternoon session. Yeah, it is. So we are going to dive into his talk, as Kevin likes to say, and it was an excellent talk. I felt like it was all about um, preparedness and timing for, like, maybe more timing, not preparedness, but the talks that have talked about preparedness in the past do correlate into the timing of it all, I believe. Anyway, so what were your thoughts or takeaways, Kev? You know, I think listening to it uh, a couple times this this past week, I just kept thinking about how the Lord. Well, you know, it, it all it, it all is summed up when Elder Uchtdorf, he says that many things are still unknown about COVID-19, the virus. But there is one thing I do know, he says, that it that this virus did not catch Heavenly Father by surprise. Although we don't, we can't really fathom what it's like to be all-knowing, all-powerful. You know, we're, we, a lot of times we get acted upon in, in this world, right? In this mortal life. Things do happen to us, not always in our control. But we have to exercise faith and we have to believe in things that we cannot see. How is that preparing us to be like God? 
when he can see everything, he knows everything, he even has power over everything. I don't know. Yeah, I know it's a good, I think it's a good question. Um, so what I do know and what this talk by Elder Uchtdorf really built my testimony around is that we don't know anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like we, we have such a limited scope, a limited view of what we are really capable of and what God is actually capable of. You know, a few weeks ago, I had this thought because I was thinking, I was just thinking about Jesus Christ. And I was thinking about him as this, this God, right? I thought about his actions and and his role as Jehovah in the Old Testament. I thought about his role as the master and leader of this church now. And I, I, I had to tell, I had to say to myself, like, I don't, I don't even know what he is. You know, I mean, luckily through modern day revelation, we actually know that he's a man of flesh and bone like us, as is Heavenly Father. And so that's where, that's where the similarities begin, like, I don't know if they begin there, but somehow I feel like that's where they end. Mm -hmm. Or rather, that's what you could, that's a good, it's not true. You could, you could be deceived into thinking that that's where they end. But we actually share so many more things with him. We share our heart with him, like our feelings, our emotions. Um, What were you doing? You were bringing your fingers together. One, like becoming one. Is what I was thinking, because you're talking about sharing all these things, right? Yeah. That's how you become one mm. with Christ and Heavenly Father. That was my thought. So that's why I did that with my, my hands, because I don't want to interrupt you. Yeah. But you saw me, obviously. Hearts knit in righteous unity. Mm-hmm. Correlates to the other talk, right? So all that, what I'm what I'm talking about, you know, what what are your thoughts on that? This is... A Christ-centered conversation. Yeah, it 100% is. However, well, not however, and um, I think the reason I said that timing was important to me in this talk was because of what he says after that quote you just quoted. But he said, my message today is that even though this pandemic is not what we wanted or expected, God has prepared his children and his church for this time. And I think that's what I meant in the timing of preparedness, because we really are. There were so many things that went in before this virus that that were in place um, that prepared us 
if we were listening and we acted. And the timing of it all is not a coincidence. And it reminds me of the talk Divine Design by Elder um, Razband. Mm -hmm. I almost said Redland, but it's a Razband. Um, so anyway, it made me just think of, because then he talks about Joseph Smith too and the tribulations he went through. And it's like, none of it is just so God can be like, all right, now it's just time to have a trial. Like there's a purpose in everything. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what, um, that's what made me really appreciate this talk. Cause it's like, look, if we are to become like God and have faith and do these things, right. Have these hard times. It's my dad gave a talk today actually. And, um, we got to watch it on the zoom meeting or whatever. And, he shared a quote by Elder Scott that said the purpose of our trials are not to like have us fail, but to see what we can be when we overcome them. Hmm. And I think that to me, when he titled this talk, God will do something unimaginable. Well, what's more unimaginable than overcoming like a virus or like <laughs> who you become after that really hard trial, like that the whole world is suffering through. Like, that's got to be something great coming after that, you know? So I think that's my thoughts on that. <laughs> that's really cool because uh, today, earlier today, I told you, like, it's almost, um, mm -hmm. what did I say? I, I didn't say divine design, but that's that's what it was. You know, this talk, studying it now at this time, it's a little bit different than I think it would have been if you and I had studied and done this episode um, a month ago when maybe we were quote unquote supposed to do it because we got a little bit behind in the conference talk episodes. Right. Mm -hmm. But we, we went away from it a little bit, but now it being at the beginning of this year and just new things have happened different, you know, we're in a different spot. The world's in a different spot. Um, it's it's almost more appropriate to go and and you know and then after we listened to the talk today, I told you, I said, even if we never did a conference talk episode again, um, it's so important that we keep doing this. We keep reviewing the talks from conference, the past general conference, as we're encouraged to do. And, you know, before we did this show, and I, we, we talked about this like earlier um, right. in, the, in this podcasting journey. We've never done it like this in our whole lives. And you and I, we served missions mm -hmm. and we've been studious you know, disciples of Christ, at least we, we wanted to be, we tried to be, but we've never gone this deep to have, you know, hours of thinking and listening and then discussing the talks of general conference. Right. And it is, it's blessed my life. It's, I know it's blessed your life. And I mean, that's, I, I know that the episode's not over, but I just exhort our listeners 
whoever you are, wherever you're at, to do the same. Because it's a, it's a life-changing thing to do this. It gives you a whole new perspective, a, a, a perspective that, you know, it, it reminds me of that uh, scripture in the Book of Mormon where it talks about the, the law of Moses and the intent for which it was given to point the people's souls to Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's what General Conference has done for me, these, these past two conferences, is that now I, I understand the intent for why it was commanded that they meet in these semi-annual conferences. I have a lot of thoughts about what you said. And I'm trying to go back and remember. Something you said made me think about our uh, so-called fight the other day. Oh, yeah. And basically, I was wrong. Kevin was only 2% wrong, and I was 98% wrong. Um, (laughs) But I, I bring this up in the context of the talk um, because when we have, when we're talking about trials or like hard things, even something as little as like a fight you may have with your spouse um, or a loved one, it doesn't even have to be someone you're married to, it could be your sister, your brother, your friend. Um, When you are constantly reading the words of the prophets and you're in the scriptures and you're doing the things that the Lord has asked you to do, little things that like what happened to us on Friday night, Thursday night. I can't even, it was Tuesday night. I think. Okay. Whatever night it was. (laughs) It's so little that it's not even worth spending the time on. And it's funny because I realized it when we were uh, arguing over him being in the kitchen while I'm trying to cook, like it's just ridiculous. And I'm the one who invited him in the kitchen anyway. So, but I remember laughing while we're having that fight and it's because all the like words and thoughts from the spirit were like this doesn't matter this doesn't matter like why are you fighting like get over yourself repent move on like all of this doesn't matter in in a a very long-term context and so i i chuckled to myself when we were arguing back and forth but because it's so funny it doesn't happen very often but it's like that with with trials too when you're doing it with the smaller things like that, I think I said this earlier too, when you get to the harder things, you've already put them in context in a smaller scale, so you should be able to do them on a bigger scale when it gets harder. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, we were we were we were talking we were talking about this where there was something like if oh it was it was on the last conference talk where it's like if you oh. can forgive people for something so small. Oh yeah, like frankly forgiving. Yeah, yeah. You can you can use that as like practice yeah. for when it it's a very Big egregious thing. like because it's already been a habit that's been developed. Yeah, you just roll with so it. So you just roll it into your have a good habit that's on a bigger scale. So anyway, I think that's why I brought that all up yeah. because when you do the small things. God does do something unimaginable with you and who you become. What's that quote? No one is, what is that? No one is you. And that is your superpower. Like that's cool, right? Like God can take you 
because no one else is you in the world. You have your own talents and your own gifts and you can give you hard things and you can conquer them and come out even better, right? And unimaginable, you would have never thought that, but it happens as long as you let it and you lean on the Lord, you know? Right. So anyway. What I was going to bring up a little bit earlier was that, you know, given that, that, and of course that the youth themes each year, like the theme that the youth uh, are given. Yeah. From church leadership. Man, I don't, I don't know why they call it the youth theme because it's so applicable to the whole church. I mean, I think I, that's what I believe. Um, and of course the youth are, are kind of like this, um, incognito example for the church. We don't, I don't know if everyone, um, always appreciates that, but if you look at what the youth are doing and what the, the leaders of the church are doing with the youth, if we as adults do that too, we are as up to date on what the Lord wants of his people as you can get. Because the Lord is raising a righteous generation, right? He's, he's pouring resources and revelation, which is a resource uh, of, of God, into the development of the youth of the church. And we can, can we can ride that wave if we're if we're mindful. And so this this year, 2021, the youth theme comes from the 64th section of the Doctrine and Covenants, and it's verse 33 um, and kind of 34, but I'll read 33. Wherefore be not weary in well doing, for ye are laying the foundation of a great work. And out of small things proceedeth that which is great. Mm. If that doesn't go along with this talk super well, in my opinion, I mean, he, he even talks, he opens up his talk about the, an event, I guess, in church history where there are, they were, they were laying the foundation in Salt Lake Valley, um, of the temple mm-hmm. and the Salt Lake temple. Right. And I guess the, you know, the, the United States army had soldiers coming in to, uh, because of some events, I, I need to get caught up in the saints volumes, I guess, because I don't know all the historical context and we won't get into all of that, but they buried the foundations of the temple, I guess, to, to, I don't know, hide it or pr- yeah. protect it or something like yeah, that. I remember that story actually. <clears throat> anyway, keep going. It's- well, eventually says Elder Uchtdorf, the danger passed and the temple foundations were excavated and inspected. It was then that the pioneer builders discovered that some of the original sandstones had cracked, making them unsuitable as a foundation. I don't know exactly what was going on there, but what what that made me think about was 
you need to make sure that the foundation you're developing is built mm. by I mean, revelation and, and gospel principles and true doctrine understood. So this just built my testimony. I just learned something. The foundation, the reason they had to hide it uh, and bury it was because there were like authorities that were coming to check out the land or something. And there were rumors about what was happening. And so they needed to hide it. And something, I think it had something to do with the polygamy that was going on at the time. Anyway, think about this. Back up. The Lord, when you make a decision, right? Like they made a decision to build this temple and certain materials were decided to use and they start building. If something's wrong and it's not what the Lord wants, he's going to make it known that that's not what he wants done. And so in this way, there was a threat where they had to cover it up and then uncover it once the threat had passed, right? Like you said, and that's when they discovered, oh no, something's wrong, right? We have to redo the foundation corners of the temple. Um, that was the Lord's way of saying, hey, look, you were headed down the wrong path with building this part of the temple and I need you to like restart. But the only reason you knew was because of this divine design I like orchestrated. Right. So it just builds my testimony that y'all, if you're headed down the wrong path, the Lord's going to make it known and you got to listen for him to be talking to you and telling you, because if not, you're just, eh, whatever, you know, hmm. I, like it's just going to keep, you're going to keep going and then you're going to be so far gone at one point. You'll be like, how did I ever get here? Because you ignored all the little things. So do and, you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I would say, and it, it's not only that, it's not that you ignored um, them completely, but you, you didn't, you didn't give, God, his, <laughs> you were very quiet there. You said you didn't let God prevail. Um, what what I was thinking was you didn't give it over to God as like he was the grand architect. He's the, he's the master, mm -hmm. right? I see. So maybe you, you attribute these, they could have attributed those United States army soldiers as, you know, of the devil, right? And, but really what you need to do is you need to say all things are subject to the Lord. All things are part of his grand design for our lives and for the destiny of his children. And so give him credit is what I'm trying to say. Acknowledge the Lord in all things, his hand in all things. And you will see You'll see a, a purpose in things. You'll see signs. Mm. And I was talking about this to, uh, to a, a friend of mine who I work with. He's also a member of the church. And he served his mission down in Mexico. Um, and basically we were talking about how in certain people are – are God communicates with them differently depending on their culture, depending on their experiences. Some people um, 
receive that revelation and and those signs Mm -hmm. very like very strongly some people it's more subtle i believe uh, that you know western culture and in recent years i've kind of been proven wrong about this but i used to think that western culture being like the united states is more subtle reserved you know impressions thoughts you know not grand visions but then of course then you go back and you're like joseph smith was as as american as you can get Mm -hmm. and look what he had you know in his spiritual piggy bank right but it was also different at that time we know that at the time he was growing up spiritualism was very very prominent you know people believed in these things you know signs and visions and uh, you know divine messages and things like that so it i don't really know where i was going with that i i think i was just trying to say that you know for for these pioneers they saw god in cracked sandstone so and going back to what you were saying shelby we can see god in a virus Right. We can see God in a shattered economy. And with that, you can have faith that everything continues to move forward. That was something Kevin really expressed in the pandemic was that he he built a testimony of the work doesn't stop. <laughs> like things still happen and we still move. And even Elder Uchtdorf said that our best days are ahead of us, not behind us. That's why we have modern revelation. And that he said, we are moving forward and upward to places we've never been, to heights we can hardly imagine. And I think that's because we're experiencing things we haven't experienced in a really long time. So there's going to be opportunity to experience other things that we've never even begun to imagine can happen within a church. So yeah, it's just cool to press forward. Right, press forward, saints. Um it's a good song, by the way, and a good phrase, but we're always moving. The Lord is always moving his work forward, even with a cracked foundation. You start, you just keep going. I mean, you're not defined by the past of that foundation. You just build a new one better and move forward. Yeah. And that foundation still stands today in the Salt Lake Temple. Right. And they're improving it again with some cool earthquake technology stuff yeah you know so it's still moving forward yeah who would have thought there'd be earthquake technology placed in this little thing to keep it standing you know yeah god would have thought he knew did we no because we're just little humans we don't understand (laughs) but we can we we... well yeah i know but we can you get i just want to be funny right (laughs) no no i appreciate that um well we're as we wind down on this episode, do you have any concluding thoughts, Sheldon? That kind of was my concluding thought, to be honest with you. I kind of thought that, but at the same time, I didn't want to presume. I just, I wanted to give you an opportunity to say one more thing. No, I don't really have anything to add to you. Floor is yours. No, I've talked a lot. I uh, I've shared all my thoughts, um, at least my most my most pressing thoughts about this talk. I love this talk now, 
and I just, I, I am so grateful for that modern day revelation that we're blessed with. I'm so grateful for the men and women who lead the church, who have taken, have taken the time to see the Lord in all of their past experiences. Um, and I just, I just want to do the same. I, I want to be a lifelong observer of God's majesty in action. So, and I, I do know personally that Jesus Christ is the actual leader of this church. He leads it through revelation, through that divine design that we talk about. And it's, it's done through men and women, just like us. They're not actually any different than us, you know? And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, next week we're in the women's session. And before we say specifically what we're doing, Shelby and I have to counsel about how we want to tackle the rest of this conference. Yeah. Um, and we may we may be grouping some talks together. We may uh, we may not. I don't know exactly what the plan is, but um, now that we've fit and we've officially finished the morning and afternoon sessions of Saturday general conference, we will move forward, <laughs> right? We'll press forward as well. And so obviously next time you'll be hearing us testify of Jesus Christ, his restored gospel. Uh, that's a given. And then exactly how we want to structure the talks going forward. Uh, we'll have to talk about that because I've got some ideas. Okay. Well, that works with me. <laughs> so we'll, we'll be back next week, though, in the women's session. Meantime, check out the Book of Mormon podcast. It's still rolling on, rolling forward. And, uh, man, I'm really excited, actually, for this next episode of the Book of Mormon podcast. But... We'll either talk to you here or we'll talk to you over there on the other podcast feed. Bye, y'all.